What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Tuesday, February 7th. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And I'm Trayvell Anderson. And this is What a Day, where we are giving the shadiest side eye to anyone talking about downloading the new Harry Potter video game. Yeah, J.K. Rowling does not need your money. Nor does she deserve it. Yeah, I thought we agreed that it was okay for you to watch the old movies that are on streaming. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. We get it. But all the new stuff, you can't do it, okay? You can't do it. Can't do it. On today's show, Ohio officials have started the controlled release of toxic chemicals from the site of a train derailment. Plus, some personal news from the hardworking folks who bring you this podcast. But first, early Monday morning, an earthquake hit Turkey and Syria, devastating the region and killing at least 3,800 people. The earthquake, a magnitude 7.8, caused widespread destruction in both countries and could be felt in other places, including Cyprus, Egypt, Israel, and Lebanon. Meanwhile, both countries endured hundreds of aftershocks afterwards, including an unusually strong 7.5 magnitude aftershock in Turkey. This was obviously devastating. Has the region seen an earthquake, you know, this serious before? Oh, it's so devastating. And honestly, this is thought to be the most serious earthquake the region has seen since 1939. Wow. That earthquake killed almost 30,000 people. And tragically, this one is expected to reach numbers at least nearing that. One World Health Organization official said, we do often see in the order of eightfold increases on the initial numbers. Wow. So there's obviously a lot more devastation that we'll learn about in the coming days. What impact is this having on Syria, which, you know, as we know, is in the middle of a civil war that has lasted for a decade at this point? Yeah, Travel, the impact on Syria is honestly unimaginable. It's just such a devastating situation. Over the years, millions of people in the country fled north, which is kind of the only region that is not under the government's control. Much of that area is controlled by, quote, Turkish-based opposition groups, and about 4.6 million people live there. And according to the New York Times, those people have been, quote, sheltered in tents, ancient ruins, and any other place they could find after their former homes were destroyed. That was all in the Civil War. And it wasn't just a lack of housing. The country's economic collapse meant people were starving, mostly unable to get food. Then this winter, a fuel crisis meant that they didn't have heat. Reports said that people were burning trash in pistachio shells for warmth, that people only had about an hour of electricity a day. And what's more, without infrastructure and sufficient clean water, thousands of people have gotten sick with cholera. And as you can imagine, so many hospitals have been ruined over the past few years that people can't get the treatment they need, right? This is all before the earthquake. Mm -hmm. And then the earthquake happens and it makes this truly unimaginable situation even worse. The New York Times notes that in Syria on Monday, quote, apartment blocks, shops, even entire neighborhoods were wiped out in seconds. Now, 1,200 people in Syria are dead, and that number is sure to increase. 
And in Aleppo on Monday, it was too dangerous to stay in buildings. So people were living in their cars and parked in open spaces like soccer fields. Wow. I wonder, you know, how has the international community responded Mm -hmm. to help or aid Syria and Turkey? Yeah, there's been a response from many countries. Countries like Dubai, Qatar, the UAE, and Iran have pledged money, resources, search and rescue teams, etc., France, Germany, Israel, and other European countries have also pledged help, although in some of those places we're not sure what that will look like. We'll find out in the coming days. Meanwhile, President Biden has pledged help from the U.S., saying, quote, our teams are deploying quickly to begin to support Turkish search and rescue efforts and address the needs of those injured and displaced by the earthquake. According to Politico, U.S. aid will also send search and rescue teams from fire departments in Los Angeles County and Fairfax County, Virginia. And we will link to some resources in case any of you all out there want to help in our show notes. So check that out. Now on to the story I'm sure you've seen headlines about last week, and that's the alleged Chinese spy balloon. The U.S. military finally shot it down over the weekend. But I want to first recap the eight days before that and give everyone a little bit of context. So First off, what is a spy balloon? I'm glad you asked, Josie. Mm, I have a lot of questions. (laughs) So a spy balloon is exactly what it sounds like. It's a balloon used for surveillance purposes. There's a long history of countries worldwide using balloons to spy on people. That includes the U.S., which used balloons for surveillance during, for example, the Civil War and World War I. Now, the balloon we're talking about today, sent from China was gigantic. They say 200 feet tall or roughly four times the size of the Snoopy balloon at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So really, 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 really big. And then the balloon's payload, which is the monitoring instrument under the actual balloon, was the size of three large buses. I was thinking regular size balloon. I mean, I guess I thought it was a little bigger than regular size <laughs> balloon. I did not think it was four times the size of the Snoopy balloon at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm in a totally different headspace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's different. Absolutely. Because I was like, how did we even see this balloon? But now I get it. Okay. So, how long was the balloon floating around our country? Yeah, so this balloon first entered American airspace on January 28th. It was flying around Alaska initially before dipping into Canada a couple days later. U.S. government officials didn't publicly acknowledge the balloon, though, until January 31st, so three days after it was first seen. Now, when it floated back into the U.S., it showed up in Idaho, and that's when we started seeing headlines and officials started discussing what to do. It was ultimately decided that they wouldn't shoot it down at that time because they couldn't mitigate potential risk to people on the ground. You know, obviously, when you shoot something down, debris and whatnot falls, and, you know, they wanted to protect, you know, the citizens and whatnot. Right. Now, when the balloon made its way to Montana near Malmstrom Air Force Base, where several nuclear missile silos are housed, that's when Biden reportedly first authorized shooting it down, quote, as soon as the mission could be accomplished without undue risk to American lives under the balloon's path. Okay. A couple days go by. We're now at last Friday after the balloon had moved to Kansas and Missouri. We finally hear from China's foreign ministry, and they said in a statement that the quote-unquote airship was a civilian weather balloon that had strayed from its intended course by mistake. Okay, so... 
first of all, I'm thinking of Balloon Boy. I know that's not super relevant right now, but mm-hmm. it does feel somewhat related. Sure. But I just feel like this balloon has seen all of America. Well, it definitely, you know, went on a little tour of sorts. But, you know, China was basically saying that, like, this is a balloon that we use for, like, monitoring the weather. It went off course. It's not a spy balloon. But amid all of this, Secretary of State Antony Blinken postponed a planned trip to China, saying the balloon, which we believe to be a spy balloon, had quote-unquote undermined the purpose of the trip. And then on Saturday, as I mentioned, the U.S. military shot down the balloon as it hovered over the Atlantic Ocean off of the coast of South Carolina. It had been flying 60 to 65,000 feet high. And so some flights in parts of North Carolina and South Carolina were grounded shortly before the shooting took place. This whole thing is wild. So there are reports that this is not the only balloon. There were Mm -hmm. and maybe are other balloons. Is this correct? Yeah. So the Pentagon says that they've seen reports of at least one other balloon recently. This one was over Latin America last week, which they also suspect is a Chinese spy balloon. But we're also finding out in this moment that there have been Chinese balloons floating in the U.S. airspace before, as recently as under the Trump administration a couple years ago. And obviously, former senior officials for the Trump administration have come out and said this is not true, that it's a fabricated lie by the White House. Okay, you said that China has said that the balloon was a civilian aircraft, which I'm like imagining building this balloon as a civilian and feels like something I could not do. (laughs) But um, what has their response been to the balloon getting shot down? What's going on over there? Yeah, so like I said, it was shot down on Saturday. The Chinese foreign ministry declared its, quote, strong discontent and protest at the decision. And they said in a statement, quote, China will resolutely defend the legitimate rights and interests of the enterprise involved and retains the right to respond further. Which, not really a great response, you know, because it's very imprecise, uh, um, which I don't like. But, you know, all of this is prompting even more questions about Chinese President Xi Jinping's leadership, especially after he upended norms last year by securing a third term and since has received a lot of local blowback for his quote-unquote zero COVID measures and a partnership he agreed to with Russia mere weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine. Now, China and the U.S. have been seeking to improve their ties with each other, hence Blinken's now postponed trip. And analysts do say that the repairing of that relationship is likely on track, despite, you know, what's going on with this balloon situation. So, Mm. a lot of information there. I know we will definitely be keeping an eye on this story and on any other, you know, foreign objects in the sky that may or may not be spies. If we get in a war over a balloon, will that be the dumbest reason in history to start a war? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. It might not even be top five. It might not be. It will be the dumbest one of my (laughs) lifetime, maybe? I don't know. Who knows? But in the meantime, let's get to some headlines. Headlines. Officials yesterday started the controlled release of toxic chemicals from the site of a freight train derailment near the town of East Palestine, Ohio. 
Investigators say the train jumped the tracks Friday night as it was coming across the state line from Pennsylvania. No one was hurt, but five of its cars contained vinyl chloride, an extremely toxic inflammable chemical that could trigger a massive explosion. The governors of Pennsylvania and Ohio issued evacuation orders for everyone living within the immediate area of the derailment and warned that anyone staying behind could face serious injury or death. It's not clear when residents can safely return to their homes, though local schools will be closed for at least the rest of the week. The Justice Department will begin an investigation into the Memphis Police Department following the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols. The city requested the review specifically to evaluate the department's use of force policies as well as the effectiveness of its special crime units. The Memphis PD has already disbanded the so-called Scorpion Unit that five of the officers involved in Nichols' beating were a part of. The department on Friday also announced it fired a sixth officer who was at the scene of the initial traffic stop. The DOJ has already opened a civil rights investigation into why Nichols was pulled over in the first place. Tonight's the night for America's annual Define the Relationship talk, otherwise known as the State of the Union. This is President Biden's second address in office, but his first since Republicans took control of the House. Biden is expected to tout his achievements from the past two years, talk about the economy, the Chinese balloon controversy, and national police reform. Tyree Nichols' family will be in attendance. Meanwhile, the president's speech comes amid ongoing tensions with the GOP over raising the debt ceiling. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy reiterated that his party will only agree to raising the debt ceiling in exchange for yet-to-be-defined federal spending cuts. You'll see the speaker peering over the president's left shoulder tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. And following the main event, Arkansas Governor and former Press Secretary to Trump, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, will deliver what is sure to be a riveting and totally sane Republican response. I thought we left... Sarah Huckabee Sanders behind. I thought the same, but apparently the Republicans did not get the memo, unfortunately. Mm. On this show, we normally tell you about the news of the week, but today we are the news. A group of creative staffers at Crooked Media, the company behind the podcast you're listening to right now, overwhelmingly voted to form a union with the Writers Guild of America East. The bargaining unit includes 55 employees across several departments, including designers, audio engineers, and the producers that make all of your favorite podcasts possible. They're organizing for pay transparency, hiring and retaining diverse staff, and more. Media announced yesterday that the company has started the process of recognizing the union and is in contact with the Writers Guild to talk about next steps. The AI chatbot field is about to go from iRobot to WeRobot. Google announced yesterday that it will be launching its own service to rival the infamous ChatGPT. The technology is called BARD, and the tech giant says that it will be able to break down complex information and make it easier for people, especially kids, to understand, like how to play the piano or how to prepare for AI to infiltrate my entire life. <laughs> oh boy. Google said it plans to test the bot's features out with employees and focus groups before making it more publicly available in the coming weeks. No, thank you. We don't need this. I don't Abort need Abort mission, it. Google. I don't need Please it. and thank you. AMC Theaters announced they will soon price movie tickets based on where you sit in the theater, with less desirable seats offered at a discount and the best seats offered at a premium. If only Nicole Kidman could have prepared us for this. The new pricing model, which they're calling Sightline at AMC, will begin at select theaters in their Chicago, New York, and Kansas City markets as soon as Friday, with the theater chain citing concerts and sporting events as inspiration for the change. All I can say is from our sightline, it's giving Spirit Airlines, and we don't like it. No, I do not like it. 
They're already so expensive. They are so expensive. You're already paying, what, $30 for a ticket. And now, if you're like me and you like to sit at the back of the theater, right? right. Which is probably considered some of the better seats. Now you got to pay more, which, you know, that means no popcorn. No popcorn. No, no frozen Coke. Nothing. We have already accepted that we are paying absurd amounts of money to go to the movies. Don't push it, AMC. Yeah, cut it out. And those are the headlines. We will be back after some ads to talk about our feelings about the Grammys. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, everyone's (laughs) getting flowers. (laughs) Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. It's Tuesday, Wad Squad, and for today's Tim Check, we're talking about the Grammys. In case you missed the ceremony because LA traffic also trapped you in Beyonce's Uber XL, we'll catch you up on some of the highlights. Sam Smith and Kim Petras became the first openly non-binary and transgender singers, respectively, to receive honors. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis got her EGOT. Mm-hmm. And after winning four trophies, Beyonce became the winningest artist in Grammy history. 
although there's more to that story. So, Travel, what stood out to you across the nearly four-hour ceremony? Yes, the more to that story about Beyonce is what right. stood out to me. I saw you nodding. They made this whole big deal about her, you know, being about to break the record and then breaking the record only for us to get to the last award of the night, mm. album of the year, which is why we all showed up mm-hmm. because she deserves. And they gave it to that little boy, mm-hmm. okay, for mm-hmm. his little album, Harry mm-hmm. Styles, right? Mm-hmm. And I just would like to say the Recording Academy, we are protesting you all at dawn tomorrow. And every okay, day. stay tuned because. You played in our face, and we don't like it. Right. What about for you, Josie? What stuck out to you? I loved it until the end. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Harry Styles. I'm sure he's wonderful. Love his outfits. Love his concerts. Sure. But his album did not change the game like Renaissance did. It did not. And Beyonce's been in the game for 30 years now. Let's give her album of the year. She's never gotten album of the year. Mm-hmm. I think it's been since 1999 that any black woman has gotten album of the year. And I've been listening to music since 1999. And I just want to say, we've done some good work. <laughs> we've really done some good work since 1999. Absolutely. It feels ridiculous. Like, Beyonce's obviously had album of the year, what, six times since then? At least. I'll never forgive them for eliminating. At least. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense, and we're very upset about it. But you know what? Mm. As I'm sure some activist that is listening to us is yelling out, we should not be expecting these institutions to recognize the greatness of, Correct. you know, our art. And right. the art can be great with or without a Grammy. And yet still. That is true. She deserves, for the record. And I do want to say, there were some great moments. I liked Bonnie Raitt winning. I loved Lizzo's speech. Quavo and Takeoff. Yes. I love Big Boy doing AT Aliens, like lots of good moments. The hip hop tribute was great. It was great. I mean, a number of people were left out, but totally fine. Yes. We'll accept it as is. Yes. We'll take what we can get. And I love the intros from like the old bosses and the old teachers and the old doing the intros Mm -hmm. of the performers. That was great. I love me some Casey Musgraves. I mean, I had some great moments, but the end was a bummer. It was a great show. It, it was. was a great show. It, it, was. it was a great show. So I don't know why they had to end it like that. No offense, Harry. All offense. It's fine. He'll be all right. He's he's okay. He already got the Grammy. He'll be fine. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Harry, if you're listening, call me. Just kidding. Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that part was disappointing. But the show in general, I think it was better than most award shows. So there's that. Yes. Just like that, we've checked our temps. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, make a new award for Viola Davis to win, and tell your friends to listen. And if you are into reading and not just the plot points of the movie you missed from your obstructed view like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Trayvell Anderson. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And, and Renaissance, Renaissance was, was robbed. robbed. Y'all better stop playing in our face. We're tired of it. Truly. Beyonce, do not ever go to the Grammys again. Ugh, now I'll never win a Grammy. <laughs> Just kidding. That wasn't on the table. <laughs> Wood Today is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is Jossie Kaufman, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. 
Tillamook Chocolate Collection ice cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection ice cream. Extraordinary dairy. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.